Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, July 20th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Last week, we learned that Chris Jones had agreed to a four-year deal worth up to $85 million. It was the final piece of the offseason puzzle for the Chiefs, who returned 20 of 22 starters from the Super Bowl championship team. On Monday, Jones, head coach Andy Reid, and general manager Brett Veach met with reporters to talk about the big deal. You'll hear Reed speak to Jones' importance to the team and Jones talking about what a big contract means to him. But as is usually the case, the person I found most interesting was Veach, who took us behind the scenes in the negotiations. We'll hear from Jones, Reed, and Veach in the first part of the episode. After a break, it'll be all Jones. We heard them all through a Zoom teleconference, and as you might know by now, the audio quality isn't always great, but here we go. BJ, we certainly had some some obstacles to overcome. Uh, I wouldn't say we were surprised because we were driven and determined, uh, you know, this whole time at the Combine. You know, I said that, you know, we were going to be um, uh, at, at work and, and really lay our plan out. And our plan was to do a lot of the things that we've done this offseason. But right at the top of that list was, was Pat Mahomes and, and Chris Jones, and everyone knew that. So when you have two elite players, um, you, you don't find these guys. These guys, you, you just don't draft them year after year these guys come once every couple years um chris is not a guy that you can just find in any draft so when you have a player that talented that special um you know you're driven and determined and 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 look i I think that it took longer than we anticipated just because uh of the unknown um so i would say you know we weren't surprised uh because we were driven and determined to make sure that chris jones was the kansas city chief yeah so my part is uh just what you said bj is that Chris is an energy giver. He comes to work with a smile on his face uh, and works hard. And, and uh, uh, people can get, uh, they, they can uh, misunderstand his, his uh, vivacious personality uh, uh, but and, and, and substitute that in that he might not be the, as smart because he's having a good time. But he's a brilliant kid. He, uh, like I said, he's been right in touch with this whole thing here he goes about football that same way when it's time to crank it down he knows everything by every position that's going on and wants to know and so um and and that those are the kind of guys that we like having on the football team it's uh you know we throw a lot at them and uh at all positions and you want guys that can digest it And, and chris is able to do that still keep a smile on his face still bring energy every day and and that helps guys feed on, especially during the tough times. All right, let's go to Adam Tyson. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, uh, Brett, um, understanding that there's so much uncertainty where the cap is going uh, starting next year, what's your comfort level that you'll have the wiggle room to do whatever it is you feel you need to do going forward once um, these contracts start kicking in? Yeah, well, we certainly we don't know yet. And, you know, I go back to, to BJ's question about being surprised. And, and, you know, my statement was we weren't surprised. It just took longer. And, you know, Adam, to your question, you know, that's really why this took some time, because we were just trying to go through all the scenarios. Again, we don't know where the cap's going to be, but we have to have uh, plans ready in place for 
whether it grows, stays the same, it, it dips, you know, at what levels, what, what we need to do, um, you know, what moves we have to make. So, um, you know, we have a plan and we'll be able to, to go in, in some different areas. But once we got to a level where we felt comfortable that over the next few years that, you know, we have enough um, uh, game planning in place uh, to protect ourselves, then, then we, we felt good. So, again, the whole time we felt confident that something would get done. We just needed to go through uh, some, you know, we waited for as much information as as we could get and and then at at a certain point uh, once we felt pretty good about uh, our setup for the short and the long term then we're able to pull the trigger let's go to sam mcdowell go ahead sam hey guys um thanks for doing this uh tyser actually just asked i wanted to ask to to brett but um chris i wondered if you could sort of touch on your journey as a whole i mean when you look back at coming from houston mississippi i mean does designing a deal like this sort of allow you to think back at how far you've come? And, and if so, what stands out most about your journey here? Um, the hard work I actually put in uh, to get here and where I'm at today. And then uh, actually thinking about sleeping on a, a two-seater couch. You know, I called, that's the first thing I actually did uh, when I signed the deal. I called my grandmother and uh, we actually talked about me sleeping on her living room couch. You know, it was two feet. It came from my living room. So, so, so we put it in a dining room and got a new living room set. And that was my bed for my end of my junior year and my senior year of high school. I slept on that couch and we just talked and cried about it. So you actually go back and look at look at those times and reminisce and makes you really grateful for this. Let's go to James Palmer. Go ahead, James. All right, thanks, Brad. Um, this is for, for Chris and Brett. Uh, Chris, you kind of were outspoken about not wanting to play on the tag. If, if this deal didn't get done, were you genuinely not going to play this year? And then, Brett, with him kind of being outspoken in that sense, how did that play a part in your guys' negotiations and, and kind of how this went down? Um, me personally, um, I kind of had a feeling the deal was going to get done. Ashley was a crazy story. Ashley, Pat, when Pat deal got done, as soon as this deal got done, Pat texted me um, and said, let's get this thing done. I left some on the table. Let's get this thing done. And that's when I had the security that, you know, uh, the men that you was going to work something out, I was confident in that and, uh, to make sure that they was going to get something done. Yeah, and as we were working through this process, uh, you know, again – the, the Katz brothers did, did an amazing job of, of just showing their patience and, and being understanding of of the current climate and what was going on. Uh, we met at the combine and and you know we told them that listen, this is a priority. Uh, Chris Jones will be a chief, but you know help us navigate this free agency process and, and then we'll be in good shape to understand where we are. And then as soon as we kind of got through that process, uh, you know this uh, Corona hit and everything got kind of turned upside down so it would have been very easy for chris to get upset uh for the cast brothers to get upset but they understood uh, you know they um they understood the climate and they understood that uh things were going to get done they were just going to take longer than anticipated but again I, I go back to just being able to um express uh our commitment to chris and and just getting through uh the free agency period and then the, the you know the pandemic and then also understanding that we're we're also navigating a pat mahomes contract um but they trusted us and they believe that you know once we had all the information we needed and once we got some things in order uh that you know we were certainly going to address uh chris jones you know one of the things that got kind of taken um you know 
turn got taken the wrong way was, you know, our commitment and, and appreciation for Chris Jones and, you know, well, how the Chiefs feel and this and that. I mean, the whole time, uh, Chris and his agents knew that, um, how much we loved him and, you know, we were absolutely going to do everything we could to keep him here. So, you know, I think that kind of got just because there wasn't a lot of talking. And the reason why there wasn't talking is because everyone, both sides, everyone needed more information. So, um, the reality of it is we, we certainly love Chris and wanted him here and, and the agents believed in us and, and we certainly are able to get this done through hard work and, and just a lot of trust and, and dialogue. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey guys, thanks for doing this. Uh, my question is for, for Brett. Um, Brett, you mentioned that Chris is a player that you just simply uh, can't draft. I know that you typically will zone in on these guys that you evaluate as blue players. What makes Chris that way for you? Well, I mean, he's, he's unblockable. I mean, uh, you know, as an interior pass rusher, I mean, with his size, his athleticism, um, you know, his quickness, I mean, it, it takes two guys to block him. I mean, all you have to do is turn the Super Bowl on and see what he did in the Super Bowl against a very good uh, 49er team. Um, you know, when this guy goes, uh, you know, you can't block him. You, gotta, you have to put two bodies on him. Uh, but, again, he's a young guy, and, and we certainly feel that he's just scratching the surface. He's going to continue to get better and better and better. And Chris, Chris has stated – um, you know, when we uh, announced via Twitter that, that we signed him, that his goals were to be Defensive Player of the Year. And, and believe me, talent-wise, um, you know, there's no stopping him. So if he can stay healthy and just keep on this up, upward trajectory, uh, there's no doubt in my mind he has all the tools needed to do that. Let's go to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, yeah, kind of one for Brett and one for uh, Coach Reed. <clears throat> Brett, you, you, the Mahomes contract, came first and then Chris Jones contract gets done, but were you kind of happened to, was there a little, I don't know, massaging of both of them where you needed one guy to do this to make the other guy fit? And were they kind of working in concert with the negotiations kind of going on in concert or did it go Pat and then Chris? Uh, and then for coach Reed, uh, getting Chris Jones back, it's 20 of 22 starters uh, that you had in the Super Bowl and really 22 guys that started during the course of the year that you'll have back. Most teams have, you know, that have gone to back-to-back Super Bowls, six, seven, eight guys that turn over. Do you worry that now having everybody back, maybe there's a sense of complacency that you don't have guys that have that hunger that are looking for that first ring? Well, going in uh, to the offseason and knowing that our priorities were, were Pat Mahomes and Chris Jones, um, <clears throat> we got through the free agency process and we, we had a plan that we felt we could execute independently of each other. Uh, and we were ready to go. But – the curveball was, Seren, as you mentioned, just the unknown. So, um, you know, to your question, going into this, um, we were able to come up with an independent plan for both and just be able to hopefully execute and not have to worry about one being done before the other. But this did take a curve uh, with the unknown cap for next year and just being able to allocate our funding um in a proper manner that that we can handle both both players so to your to your question you know the honest answer is that it did take some massaging for both of these players um and their cash flows early on to make sure that we can handle and be protected against um you know the cap next year and again we still don't know where that's going to go so uh going into this I, i think that we were all systems go um, but as this got closer to, to training camp, we really needed more time to, to work through the deals and, and kind of um, have one work with each other to get them done. Yeah, Saran, I'm not uh, as concerned about that, um, having everybody back. I, I feel the energy that the guys have. I think now it's just important that we 
we bear down and, and go through the process of getting the work done. And from what I could tell to, uh, from talking to the guys, everybody's ready to do that. And, and uh, you know, now we just have to do it. So we've got to take day by day and take it day by day and work, uh, work our tail off. So uh, we understand that, that that's going to take place. And listen, if we can be half as good as your beard's looking right now, dude, mm-hmm. we'll be good. All right, guys, we have time for a couple more for Coach and Brett before we let them go. Uh, let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, guys, thanks for doing this. Uh, my question for Chris is, uh, Chris, just what does it mean to you that Patrick was willing to work out his deal with you in mind uh, in terms of your teammates and your guys' relationship? And then secondly, for Brett and Coach, what does it say about Patrick and then everybody understanding the team's goal in mind for this offseason. Um, for me, it was just about the understanding that the impact have uh, about creating the dynasty in Kansas City. I mean, we both have initially the same goal, uh, create a dynasty, build something special, especially in Kansas City with Coach Reed and all the talent we have there. And uh, we all have the same mindset. We want to keep this team together. So whatever we have to do, um, Immensely to make sure that we ensure that we stay together and we also keep the guys around us together that we can come together and do that. Yeah, was was I next on that? I guess. Um, so I listen. I I'm not. Again, I'm I'm not worried about everything, uh, Nate. As far as uh, how things end up or whatever, I, I just want to make sure that we get down and we we go through the process of getting ourselves ready to go. Um, I think it's important that you do that day by day and, um, you know, work hard. So, I mean, if, if we do that and we stay focused, we'll be uh, on the challenges. There, there are ups and downs in every league, and you got to prepare yourself uh, uh, to work through all that stuff. I think I answered your question. I'm not – I think that was what you had in mind. Let's go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Thanks, guys, for doing this, and congratulations to Chris. Um, first, for Brett, um, you said you, you know this needed time to get done, um, but would your preference have been for you to be able to get this done last season when you know Chris was holding out from the off-season workouts? And because, as you mentioned, you know you don't like for things to get to the franchise tag. And for Coach, you've handled the personnel side in Philadelphia. Just curious, you know, what's your take on how Brett has handled this offseason and how difficult is it to just juggle the cap and do the things that he's done to keep his group together? Well, look, I mean, we would have uh, we would have loved to get something done last season. I, I think that, you know, when you have a player as talented as Chris, I mean, you know, the sooner you can get something done, the better. Uh, what I do think, it, it, it's a great example of, Chris's maturity um, as a person and as as a pro, um, as you mentioned, you know, Chris wanted to get something done. Um, we weren't able to do that last year. And in addition to that, you know, we felt going into to last offseason, um, losing Justin Houston and D Ford, we had to add uh, another elite playmaker to go along with Chris, and, and we did that. So we we trade a pick, we get Frank, and, and we get Frank a contract. We want to do something with Chris. We can't get uh, we can't get it done. Um, but there was always communication that. You know, we'll, we'll get something. Just be patient. It would have been very easy for Chris, um, you know, to, to show up late or you know to, to complain. Um, but 
Chris was dedicated um, to this team. He wanted to win a Super Bowl. And the really cool thing, Coach and I talk about it all the time, um, you know, how was Chris going to handle the first few weeks of, of practice with Frank and, and, you know, being a little disappointed? Um, and within a few days, I remember being at training camp last year and seeing Frank and Chris just hit it off. And I, I said, this is going to be pretty cool because Frank Clark has a lot of respect for Chris Jones because he knows how good he is. And Chris has a lot of respect for, for Frank. So now we're here a year later, both these guys – um, have been secured by the Chiefs, and um, again, it's just, it's a special relationship those two have. And now that we're able to both compensate them for their services on the field is is a cool deal for us. And and now they can just go out there and do what they do. Yeah. So um, why don't you fit, go ahead and ask me that same question that you had there, so everybody hears it one more time. Yeah, you've handled the personnel side before in Philadelphia. Yeah. Just how difficult is it to do what Brett did this offseason with juggling the salary cap and getting all of these guys back this year? Yeah, no, listen, I I think uh, Brett's done a phenomenal job with it. And uh, I think you guys have got to know him now. And, and that relentless personality, nothing's impossible. It's positive. Let's see. Let's explore. Let's not be afraid to go there. Let's not say that it can't be done. Let's find a way that it can be done. All of those things are how he operates. And that's that, again, ends up being something that is contagious with people that are around him. So everybody feeds off of that, that energy. And and uh, that's what's made this whole thing really possible. I mean, I think if you, you looked around the league, people were going to say, how, how in the world did they get this done? Well, relationships, relentless work, planning, planning in advance, not waiting to the moment to do it. But I mean, he's been on top of this uh, for, for a while. And just and then he got thrown this curveball with the pandemic, which it's not a right now thing. It is right now, but it's also something that affects the future. So he's been relentless on finding a way to get it done where it's not going to kill you down the road um, with deals. And so um, there's been just there've been a lot of man hours that he's put into this. So my, my hat goes off to him. I, I've seen how these things work and, and uh, I was around two of the best in the business um, in Philadelphia, that worked with the cap, and and uh, so was Brett. I mean, he he was around those guys too, and and uh, um, so. But just the job that he's done here has just been uh, tremendous, along with his guys. But but he's the leader of that. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Chris, congratulations again, man. I know that uh, it's been a long time coming and a lot of work that you would put in to, to get that financial security, man. So congratulations. 
Um, the question I have is besides locking in that financial security for yourself, you've spoken a lot about dynasty and your teammates have used that word, even going down to Miami after the game. How do you feel like you getting this deal done and all the other moves this offseason have put you guys in a prime position to make that, you know, a reality and something within your grasp? Uh, BJ, uh, appreciate it. Uh, I think there's something that's the process that you have to build and you got to have everyone around you and everybody within the organization committed to building that. And I think that's where we're going right now, you know, starting from the owner, from the president, and we go down to the GM, the head coach. And relaying that message throughout the building, not only relaying the message, but instilling the message in everyone that's in the building that it's really something special. And once it starts to trickle down, people start to believe in and then we can put the fruition of making it happen. I think that's what we're doing now. Slowly but surely, we're getting all the right pieces back. And we got 20 or 22 starters coming back to you. I think everybody still had the same hunger mindset that you know, we done tasted the best, and I feel like we want to taste it again because one is good, but two is better. And I think everyone is headed on the right track with the right path and uh, going to run in their back. Let's go to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Uh, thank you, Chris. And uh, first of all, congratulations on your contract extension. Uh, I think next time you can treat for lunch at, at uh, Gates or something. But I wanted to talk to you, one, to ask you about your emotional roller coaster since last season. Obviously, you wanted a contract extension at that time. They brought in Frank, they brought in Tyron. And, you know, you, we could tell by the look on your face when camp started that you wasn't, you know, you wasn't emotionally there. What advice would you give your teammates uh, in the near future when taking Brent at his word? If you know, if you're looking to get a deal done, that he's going to get a deal done, and, and also, do you believe that players should take team-friendly deals to, you know, to help the, the the cap and to stay with the team, or do you believe it's the team's responsibility to figure to, to uh, figure out the uh, cap space? Well, I appreciate it. Um, whenever you're in town, go to Joe's the Gate or Q39 and it's on me. Uh, and, uh, and another thing I like is just uh, emotionally faith. No, listen, just because I have a crazy emotional face on my uh, facial expression is that I'm always out there anytime I step on the field. So once I appeared in camp, there was no, I told, told my agents and teachers, no contract talks, let's just focus on football and finish up for this year. And my thing with that is about being patient, you know. I knew going into this year, you know, next year we could talk about contracts and uh, this phase was, COVID came about and getting cat deals done. Um, cat deal was important, you, you know, the patience with that. They kind of understand it. Uh, whatever happens, happens. You know, I know uh, I'm big into my faith and I'm making sure that, you know, whatever happens, God got me covered. And, uh, for me, you know, um, I always wanted to stay with the cat to the chief. And, uh, it's not about being the highest paid player. It's not about being, uh, you know, it's about, um, Given what you deserve and what you think um, can fit you. And uh, I think me and the Chiefs came to an agreement for a certain number and uh, that we both could agree to, and, uh, and we made it happen. But most importantly, being patient with the organization and understanding that no matter what, you determine your own destiny. Let's go to Len Jennings. Go ahead, Len. Hey, Chris, uh, uh, congratulations um, uh, on, on the new deal. Uh, there are a series of like kind of like cryptic 
tweets that you kind of were putting out on social media, keeping a lot of fans guessing if you were going to come back or not come back. Um, did you feel like you were part of the process in, in, uh, in this whole deal? In that, I mean, did you feel like you were getting the information that you needed? And I know you were talking about getting Pat's deal done, but how close to the process were you, especially in the relationship you had with the Chiefs? Um, a lot of a lot of stuff I tweet um, and a lot of stuff I post. You can't look at it too much because sometimes the mix signal. When I actually go back and look at my text and uh, my tweets, I can kind of see how people get mix signal. But if I read something and I feel like I like it, I, I like to broadcast it. I'm one of those people that I like to see. Um, I like to let people see how I think and uh, what I read and uh, and I do it through posting on my social media aspect. And I feel like you know. People kind of begin to take social media too serious sometimes. Let's go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Steve, you got us? Can you hear me? Yep, we got you. Hey, Chris, uh, congratulations again, man. Uh, You've won the Super Bowl and now ink this new deal. Uh, Other guys in the past have tasted similar success and then have become sort of complacent, so to, so to speak. Uh, over the, the next few, four years, how do you make sure that you keep that hunger and that dog mentality that you brought uh, uh, since you've been the league? Listen, man, for me, it's nothing changed. It's still all about uh, being the best. It's still about being a tag leader, winning defensive player of the year. You know, I'm always pushing myself to new heights. And this is just one of the check marks on my, work, on my journey. You know, this is not the end of my journey. This is just the beginning. You know, thankfully, I'm able to spin it with the Chiefs and build a dynasty and create something special. But for me, it's, all, it's about having a Hall of Fame career, uh, getting a gold jacket. You know, if somebody told me, honestly, if somebody told me you can choose 20 million, 20 sacks, I'll choose the sacks every day. You know, that's just where my mind is, where my heart is at. It's getting back, winning championship rings, man, and having fun, and enjoying the process. And that's where I'm at right now, you know. Uh, the money... It's good to be financially stable to where I can get my kids and my family things that I wasn't fortunate enough to have when I was coming up. But uh, for me, the game is bigger than just money. It's, a, it's my passion. It's what I love to do. And, uh, and I want to get the gold jacket. All right, guys, we've probably got time for a couple more here. We're going to go Harold Kuntz and then Pete Sweeney to close us out. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Chris, congratulations, man. I know that's a top honor for you with all you've been through. Uh, my question to you, you always mention uh, Sack Nation, and you're going to write a movie about it. In this movie, what do you think the final script ends up being with you and uh, Frank Clark together now and a couple other guys in the defensive line for the foreseeable future? Thank you, uh, Most importantly, man, uh, uh, what's crazy is the last game, uh, the Super Bowl, I was asking Whistler the Frank that they, they had an audio that they just might get last game together, you know, you got to cherish those type of moments, man, and thankfully I'm able to spend uh, four more years with my brother, uh, it's going to be special, it's going to be special when um, when we, we finally retire, they're going to actually make a movie about how successful and how we was able to bend and uh, keep this team together and how Coach Reed came to an organization who haven't won a championship in 50 years and finally brought them their first championship the, the um the general manager, how he was able to make sure that everything stayed intact, and Brent Tillis, who um, who was able to, to finesse these contracts and, and and to fit under the cap issue, and uh, 
the head scout Ryan Nutt, Mark Donovan, the Hunt family. You know, the list will go on, but they're definitely going to make a uh, – It'll be it'll be like a Michael Jordan last dance, but um, it'll be a beautiful it'll be a beautiful movie, man. Uh, but they're definitely gonna make a movie about this, and uh, hopefully it'll be by a stagnation production. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Chris, congratulations, uh, well deserved. I. I think leading up to uh, a contract, your first contract in the NFL, your position, a lot of the emphasis is on sacks. I was just was wondering, how much pressure did you feel that you, before you needed to sign this deal, you needed to get sacks? And now that you have it, do you feel like this this will make you a better player because maybe you don't need to focus even on that as much anymore? Uh, thanks, Pete. But no, no, listen, man. I always put pressure on myself to be the best player I can be, man. It's not about the money. It's not about... Listen, I love sex with a passion. I love pass rushing. <laughs> like, I can wake up every day and, you know, I can pass rush every day. It's my passion. It's my dream. It's my goal. It's like, it's the love of my life, pass rushing. And, um, you know, I always put pressure on myself, whether it's, you know, whether it's this or not, whether I got a contract or not, I still have pressure on myself to be the best I can be. And that goal is to win the MVP. You know, win the best defensive player of the year, three, I mean, of the league. And I put that person on my steps every year so I can challenge myself, set challenges for myself to, to, to compete at the highest level. And that's what my head is at. Whether I got a contract or not, that doesn't change my position or where I stand with my goals and ambitions in this game. You know, my goal is still to wear a gold jacket when I'm finished with this game. And it's just where I'm headed, man. I don't care about the money. Thank God for the money. It's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to get this contract. It's a blessing that I don't get to see. But my ultimate goal is still to be a Hall of Famer. And, uh, that doesn't change anything. First of all, when do they get palm trees in Stark Vegas? Um, <laughs> hey, <clears throat> as you go to this next part of your career, one thing's really apparent with Spags and that he asks guys to do a lot of things. As you move out into this next part, ask to play both inside and outside. What about you working on playing outside, even if you're asked to play outside the tackle shoulder? How much of that goes into your preparation for these next several years of your career? That'll be amazing. Listen, um, me and Spags have a great relationship, man. And, uh, I tell Spags all the time, listen, at heart, I'm a TBN. But I'm fortunate enough where you guys can use me at Calhoun. Anytime Stags need me to move around, play linebacker, outside linebacker, listen, I'm here for it. So I don't want listen, I hope Stags look at this and see that I don't want him to feel like I'm restrained or he's restrained in any type of way. Use me as this, you know. Put me anywhere on the field. I'm still going to get sacked, baby. We're going to – I'm going to chase quarterback. I'm going to make sure he feel me so uh, – and, you know, anyone, any of the world stacks like to use me, I'm always open for it, you know. I actually love moving around. That's when the defense, I mean, that's what I kind of get an offensive problem, you know, moving around inside, outside. You know, I can stand up and stack for like it, you know. I can stand up and play middle linebackers, you know, whatever you like. You know? That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Links to stories about the Chiefs can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes Sports Extra that comes with the E-Edition. 
There are more than 20 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. News, sports, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole bit. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus extra news, sports, and business coverage. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.